Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When it comes to the cricket over there in New Zealand, if game one was any sign of things to come, this little T20 series between the Kiwis and the Aussies will be must-watch before the pair of tests over there. Incredible scenes over there in Wellington as Australia defied logic at times to haul in the Kiwi target. And the Aussies Tour of New Zealand continues today. Of course, the second T20 live from Eden Park in Auckland. There should be runs there. You can catch every ball with Daniel McCarty and Johnny Bracewell live from 5 o'clock Eastern uh, on the SEN network and right across the SEN app. This man, our next guest, will be a big part of the test matches to come as SEN's cricket commentator is one of the best in the business. Adam Collins joins us. Good morning, Colo. Great to be with you. Yeah, getting over to Wellington a couple of days before the first test next week. I was there in New Zealand for the last time Australia played test cricket in 2016. It's been too long, Sam. Eight years between uh, test matches for Australia over there. So, uh, yeah, Wellington onto Christchurch, two of the most beautiful grounds in the world, the Basin Reserve, then Hagley Oval. So it's a nice, gentle tour. A little bit different to the uh, four test matches that we put on in India last year, which was high but uh, uh, the cricket will be fantastic. And I, and I think a, a nicely positioned uh, tour as well in terms of Australia, winning four of the five test matches. But I would say at times looking looking not quite at their best against the New Zealand side who uh, have stuck to the top of the World Test Championship ladder uh, with their um, straight sets win over South Africa a couple of weekends ago. Now, Adam, before we get back to the pros, let's talk about the coulda beans and the shoulda beans because you flew into town a few days ago and straight to the Albert Ground. Now, you played in the Media 11 against the MCC 29ers. Now, your bowling action caught the eye. Take us through your approach. Uh, Sheik of tweaks sort of stuff or...? Gosh, I wasn't expecting to talk about myself uh, uh, this morning. Uh, look, it's a, um, a rhythmical approach with a nice completed action. I've only become an off-spinner a couple of years ago, right. so I'm still finding my way, but I love it. I absolutely love it. I'm, I'm a cricketer reborn, so I'm taking any game that's going. Uh, and the fact that they were able to stitch together the media fixture to land a few hours after I arrived in Melbourne, it couldn't have worked out any better. So I was, it's, it's always a privilege playing at the Albert Ground and... Uh, yeah, we had a win as well. We we uh, we won as a media eleven, which is a, a nice thing. Couple of scalps, uh, one in particular. I, I think I know why this is in your show notes. Your producer John Donohoe took a catch off me at slip. I think that that's why uh, you're hearing about. Man this. never reveals his sources. What about the batting <laughs> approach? Because I'm told you you've you've come out with a floppy, which is fantastic. Like shades of. Richie Richardson almost with the bat. You can get away with that uh, on a flat one at the Albert. You can trust that they're not going to get up to a – well, I stand at about six foot three, and on a flat one at the Albert, I don't think they're going to get it up around your head. So I, I know that's probably not the most um, uh, the most prudent or safety advice to, to give uh, in the modern game. But, uh, no, all, all was well, and yeah, enjoyed my time out there in the sun. I uh, allowed the kids to stay up a little bit late to watch game one of this T20 uh, match at, uh, at the Cake the cake tin, and I'm glad I did. Uh, it wasn't for nothing. I thought it might have been when they needed 32 off nine. Uh, how did you take it in? It was absolutely incredible. It's a pretty good chase, wasn't it? You go through, when you're trying to get anything more than 200, you need one of two things to occur. A freakish standout sort of Maxwellian performance mm-hmm. or everyone to chip in. And this was the latter. You look through it. 
Head, Warner, Mitchell Marsh, of course, outstanding with seven sixes and unbeaten 72. Maxwell, Inglis, and then Tim David, the finisher, getting a reputation for this. That's his third game in a row for Australia where he's uh, done the job right at the end, uh, twice batting first and now in a chase, um, striking at over 300. And that's exactly why he's in the Australian side. So, um, yeah, look, their build-up towards that T20 World Cup, but he's only around the corner. Their first game, I think, is on the 5th of June or something like that. Yep. So. Um, there isn't a huge lead in here. So these matches have even more importance than otherwise would be the case, which is why they've picked more or less their first uh, first picked team. Often uh, T20 bilateral series, you, you don't see the the first choice bowlers. But in this series, of course, there's Stark, Hazelwood and Cummins, the big three who have taken them to um, so much success in test cricket and one day cricket. And uh, as they've been calling it, they want to complete the triple crown this year uh, with the big three uh, there alongside uh, world champions in, in Adam Zappa, Mitchell Marsh and Glenn Maxwell, the three other bowlers. Yeah, so you mentioned the World Cup. Now, these, I think, are the last games that Australia will play in the lead-up. So she's a full-dress rehearsal of sorts anyway. So they went Head, Warner, Marsh, Maxwell, Inglis as their top five, and then David came in as the closer the other night. So Steve Smith, I mean, he's far from, obviously, a certainty and a sure thing, isn't he, for the World Cup later on this year? What? How do you assess his position in this team in this format? Well, just going back a couple of months, Smith... Uh, stayed on in India after the World Cup to open the batting in the T20 side, identifying that as the potential vacancy in the lineup to force his way into the first choice team. But I just don't see it. I mean, with Head and Warner and Inglis having done a good job opening against the West Indies, I'm not sure whether they're going to turn to Smith for that role. So then you've got to go into the middle order. Who's he removing? Um, Marsh, he's the captain. Glenn Maxwell, well, he's Glenn Maxwell. Tim David, who's having a great run as a finisher. That's not Smith's role anyway. So, I'm, And even Matt Short, who was listed to come in next in that game, mm. uh, he's been in astonishing form in, in short-form cricket uh, through the Big Bash season and, and only now getting his opportunity for Australia. So I'm not quite sure where Smith fits. This might just naturally be uh, the end of the road for him in this form of the game. And that's perfectly okay. Like, teams evolve. Um, the game changes and he's enjoyed a lot of success as a short-form player. But if he doesn't make the uh, the World Cup side, I don't think that's the end of the world. If he's a squad depth player, well, what a luxury that is. If he ends up being the spare batsman on that trip to the West Indies, that's a, a really healthy place for Australian cricket to be in. And I like to think that Smith having been around as long as he has now, would see that bigger picture as well. We're speaking to SCN Cricket's Adam Collins. So, Colo, where are New Zealand at at the moment? I mean, how does the cricket world view the Kiwis? Always the good guys, always punching above their weight, always there when the whips are cracking in major tournaments. Can't quite get over the hump, and and I include Australia into that conversation, the the so-called big brother, for lack of a more original phrase. But how are they viewed by the cricketing world right now? Yeah, I know they hate that. They, they hate the idea of being um, – they, they feel like it's patronising that people like us would say things mm. like that, which Pro- is fine. I mean, probably it's, is. It's, it's, <laughs> it's their prerogative to, to feel that way as well. Um, look, they were World Test champions in the inaugural cycle from 2019 to 2021. They held their nerve and beat India in a thrilling six-day test match down at Southampton. So um, they have been able to do it at this level uh, and have – um, been able to, as you say, consistently be right there at the pointy end of, of white ball tournaments as well with that generation of players who, for the most part, are still there. I mean, you go through the list of players who've been picked for this test series. Kane Williamson's in ridiculous touch. He's the number one batter in the world, according yep. to the ICC in test cricket at the moment. Ratchan Ravindra, who hasn't been much of a test player until this point, then rattled off a, a double ton a couple of weeks ago against South Africa. And we all saw at the 50-over World Cup last year what a prodigiously talented player that young left-hander is. Daryl Mitchell's back into the squad, having missed the second test 
against South Africa with a foot injury. He's a match winner. We've seen that um, at test level. He made 300s on the trot against England a couple of years ago. Tom Blundell, the wicketkeeper, made two centuries on the trot against England a couple of years ago. Glenn Phillips is an enigma, um, but he's the kind of guy who does turn matches with the bat or with the ball or in the field. He's the kind of guy, the energizer bunny that you want in every New Zealand side at the moment. Devin Conway at the top of the list made a double hundred on test debut, has been exceptional across three formats for New Zealand. Tom Latham's captain more test matches than Kane Williamson did in the last couple of years where Williamson had the armband. He's now given that over to Tim Southey, who will play his 100th test match with Williamson at Christchurch. So all that experience of names I'm rattling through there. Matt Henry, who effectively has replaced Trent Bolt as the leader of the attack. Interesting that Trent Bolt wanted to be considered for this test series, so I'm told. Uh, but they said to him that he hasn't played any red ball cricket and thus has been overlooked. So Trent Bolt, who opted to um, uh, decline a national contract last year from Cricket New Zealand in order to be available to play on the short-form circuit, well, that might now be the end of his test career. And Will O'Rourke's the other quick who I'm keen to keep an eye on. He, mm. he made an exceptional debut in the second test against South Africa, taking match figures of nine for 93. So they, they might have found one there. And, and the ever-reliable Neil Wagner... Uh, and we know what he'll do, no matter what the circumstances. He'll be banging it in short and bowling at the at the shoulder and at the helmet all day long because uh, that's what Wagner's made an art form of art form of over the course of the the last ten years that he's been in international. So look, they've won three of their four Test matches in this World Test Championship cycle so far. So they're top of the ladder on that measure, and they'll be ambitious. You know, they've only won eight Test matches ever against Australia. Right, eight ever. So you know, if they can if they can do well here in a home series where they need to do well, they can give themselves a, a wonderful chance to be in the top two and, and play off in another World Test Championship final. But they, they can't do that unless they play well against Australia. So, yeah, I think quite a bit rides on it for the home team. Yeah, really looking forward to watching Ravindra go about it. He's, he's the one I'm most interested by. Kane Williamson, you mentioned, 32 Test centuries, gone past the Don, Matty Hayden, equal with Steve Smith. But we know what we're going to get from him. I, I can't wait to see Ravindra against the Aussie attack. And what sort of wickets are we going to get prepared over there, do you think? Is, are they, are they, do they have to, do you think, Adam, produce the, the green monster to get the result? Is that their best chance of success? I'd love them to do it, but it's so deceptive over there, don't you think? Like you watch on telly yeah. or you see the photos on social media and you always get the cliche, oh, we don't know which wicket they're yeah, playing yeah. on. This whole <laughs> thing's so for the yeah, yeah. Uh, but, and, then, and then what, an, an hour and a half into play, it's as flat as anywhere in the world. So, um, yeah, I think yeah, we as Australians having watched cricket over here and when we know what a pitch looks like, that straw colour, you just don't get that quite so much in New Zealand. So, yeah, I think that um, – and. Cummins and co. will be aware of that. They won't get uh, duped into bowling first on the basis of how the pitch looks. They'll, they'll make their decision on how the pitch feels. Mm. Um, going back to 2016, that series I referred to before, from memory, they bowled first at Christchurch and then McCullum rattled off a 54-ball 100, the fastest century in Test cricket. That was a, an outlier, an extraordinary individual performance, but uh, they made 400-plus on the first day. Australia ended up winning that Test match, but... Yeah, so it isn't as straightforward as green top, bowl first, knock a team over for 150. It's a bit more complex than that. Um, but I hope they do um, produce two lively pitches. I do hope they back in those seamers. I you know, referred to Matt Henry before. Um, no one's better at extracting um, uh, extracting something from a line and length than him in New Zealand. Tim Southey with his experience, Neil Wagner with his experience as well. I don't suppose they'll even bother using the spinner, Sartner. They've only picked one spinner in their squad. I, I reckon instead they'll go with Phillips for extra depth and if they need some extra overs of spin, they might turn to the left-handed 
finger spinner Ravindra primarily there as a batter, but can can bowl a few overs as well. So they'll give themselves every opportunity with with the team they pick. Uh, the question will be, how does Australia's batting lineup respond to it, given it's been reconfigured before the West Indies test? We saw Smith bat uh, wondrously in that final innings at Brisbane, but to that point, hadn't, qu- hadn't quite clicked yet as an opener, albeit in a small sample size. Green looking to establish himself at number four, uh, and of course, um, Labuschagne having not enjoyed the best summer. So, yeah, a fair bit riding on it for Australia as well, and uh, as how they try and set up for the next couple of years. Colo, great to chat. Well done on your, uh, your Albert uh, Ground heroics as well, and we wish you all the very best over there in New Zealand. Safe travels. Thank you. Can't wait to be over there. It's going to be brilliant uh, broadcasting cricket from New Zealand. It's a, it's a beautiful place. Adam Collins there. And Australia's tour of New Zealand continues today. The second T20 live from Eden Park in Auckland. You can catch every ball. As I said, Daniel McCarty, Johnny Brace will live from 5 p.m. Eastern time on the SEN network and the SEN app. A lot of your texts coming through. We'll circle back on those. Haven't even got to Taron Thomas in North Melbourne yet. We'll do that after the break. And someone just dropped me a text as they replay the Brisbane Gold Coast game. Was there a bush turkey that came out into the field at one stage last night? I must have missed the bush turkey. Uh, three practice matches to follow today. We'll keep you up to speed on the one that affects us on the captain's run. And that is going to be the Western Bulldogs and Hawthorne taking place without the Dogs coach, Luke Beveridge Bevo, at home sick, unfortunately. Uh, Melbourne's weather today, currently 17 degrees atop of 21. Oh, that's a bit more manageable, isn't it? Uh, this summer, be prepared for extreme weather. Sign up for the SMS outage alerts at unitedenergy.com.au slash notify.